when I look at these new things, it's just what I always try and see is what can it do that others can't. Today, we are talking about smart contracts, but not the smart contracts that you think. We're not talking about Ethereum, Solana. We're actually talking about smart contracts on the Bitcoin network. How does that work? Well, that's what Stacks is. And here to talk about it is Will. How are you, mate? Hey, Simon. Glad to be here. So Stacks is actually a rebrand of Blockstack. And Blockstack has been around for years and years. Uh, it's pretty much 2013 and onwards. It started, it was started by two founders who were uh, doing their PhD. And they wanted to create a way for apps to be built on top of Bitcoin, which was really new. And since then, Stacks has really evolved. It's changed its name from Blockstacks into Stacks. And now it's a fully fledged layer two running on the Bitcoin blockchain. And you can run smart contracts on it, DeFi applications, all kinds of dApps on it. And so that's really new and that's really different. Yeah, and it is kind of interesting to see because I guess, you know, people always used to say that, you know, you couldn't do the level of detail that you can on Ethereum because they didn't have the ability to code. So Stacks has kind of found a way of allowing people to write smart contract codes while still using the Bitcoin network as its layer one. So how does it do it, mate? How does Stacks actually utilize the Bitcoin network? It's pretty innovative. There's been a couple of different attempts to allow you to create and run code on Bitcoin. And a lot of them have ended up clogging the Bitcoin network. What Stacks has done is they've created a layer two on top of Bitcoin. Uh, that runs all of the smart contracts. It's got its own specialized code. And this allows you to build all sorts of really cool applications on stacks that are connected to the Bitcoin blockchain in some way. The most obvious way is obviously security. But then the other not so obvious way is that um, the, the value comes from the Bitcoin network. You could transfer your Bitcoin into a wrapped form of Bitcoin on stacks. It's called SBTC. Now, when that SBTC is on stacks, you can do anything you want with it. Loans, DeFi, all sorts of cool applications that you find on Ethereum, you can now find on stacks, but directly related to Bitcoin's massive market cap and economy. So I guess that kind of gets into the question I was going to ask you is like, why would you want to build a layer two on Bitcoin? Why wouldn't you just want to use Ethereum or Solana's out there? So what's the benefit of wanting to do this on Bitcoin? It's, it's a really good point, Simon. And I think originally Stack started out probably when before Ethereum was there, or at least the whole idea of building something on top of blockchain that would expand its functions decided way back. And since it's been matured, that question has come up. Why would I uh, want a smart contract on top of Bitcoin? And why not just go to Ethereum or any other place I want to go? I guess the answer that they gave, which I tend to agree with is, well, number one, you know, Bitcoin has the most market cap, the highest market cap. And so that economy itself, just on pure Bitcoin, being on a layer two could be really interesting. There's a lot of money, a lot of value, you can say that is being unlocked by allowing stocks to be built on top of Bitcoin. So that's one really cool uh, opportunity. You could use it for loans and anything else that you want to do. But then the other thing is Bitcoin is arguably the most secure network out there. The number of nodes, the proof of work, and it's also pretty well known. So there's the network effects as well. So really some people go, why? And I guess the founders of Stacks go, well, why not? There's all of these advantages and it seems to work pretty well so far. 
Absolutely. So let's dig into, I guess, to what makes it a Bitcoin layer two, because they're calling it a Bitcoin layer two. From my view, it's more of a side chain, or maybe it's mm. just something that uses Bitcoin's economic value to secure the network, because it's not like mm. the traditional layer two, the Lightning Network, which probably a lot more people are more familiar with, which is purely about just faster transaction speeds, and it kind of rolls up similarly in uh, Ethereum with the layer twos rolled up to Ethereum network. That's what the Lightning Network does. This one does something really different. In fact, it uses something called proof of transfer. So again, we have this another consensus mechanism that we would talk about. So Will, can you explain that one and how it works? Oh, it's really cool. So when you look at a regular proof of work blockchain, uh, how it works is there's a bunch of miners and these miners expend a whole amount of energy. And let's say there's 10 miners, they, they all expend a whole amount of energy to solve a certain problem. And a consensus mechanism says, all right, you solve this uh, sort of energy problem first, therefore you get to create a block. Now, how stacks work is they kind of take that and they tweak a little bit and they say, well, let's not spend energy, let's spend money. In, the, in a sense, energy is money, it's kind of the same thing. So what house tax work is, uh, you take the same 10 miners, but instead of having them do proof of work, they do what you call proof of transfer. So they each take a small amount of Bitcoin and they send it to a certain address, thereby sort of committing an amount of energy spent. And what the algorithm does is then it picks one of them to create the next block, essentially qualify the transactions that happen. And once that, uh, miner is selected. They, as long as they make the, they confirm the block properly, they get rewarded with stacks tokens. Uh, in a nutshell, what's happening is miners are putting in Bitcoin instead of putting in energy. Miners are selected to qualify the transactions on stacks, and once they qualify the transaction, they're rewarded with the stacks token. Yeah, and this is where it kind of comes into it. Is it a layer two? Is it more of a side chain? Because in elements, you know, Polygon, I guess, being one of the bigger side chains, also kind of talked about as layer two out there where it uses its own token. So Stax has its own token as well. So when you are actually using smart contracts, you're not using Bitcoin as the fee mechanism, you're using Stax. So mm. that's, you know, a uniquely different thing about this, which makes it not quite a layer two option here. Mm. The, the other important thing, I guess, to note about how it does that is that Bitcoin transactions are roughly every 10 minutes. That's how long the block is, which is why transactions per second are slow and it's a slow network. So Stacks gets around that by it does use Bitcoin as the financial uh, mechanism to secure the network, but lots of transactions still need to take place between that 10 minute cycle. So the block winner will actually do a whole bunch of micro transactions between the Bitcoin blocks. So there are a lot more transactions per second. So this makes it, I guess, competitive with other smart contract solutions out there. What are your thoughts? Is that going to be an advantage for Stacks being secured by Bitcoin, having higher transactions versus using some of the other options out there? I'm not sure if Stacks would be a replacement for any of the other layer twos out there. I mean, there's so many right now. They're almost like a dime a dozen. And some of them are honestly just started out as a way to make money. Somebody does it. And, and as long as the layer two is popular, services go on and, and move on to it. So I wouldn't say Stacks is better or worse than any other layer two out there. I think it just offers developers more on the menu and what developers want to think about is well what do they really want 
if a developer is mostly interested in speed, they might go to um, Arbitrum or ZK Sync or something like that. But then if a developer wants to take advantage of, uh, let's say, untapped Bitcoin, then Stacks might be the way to go. I would say it's the layer two that is most tightly coupled to Bitcoin. And uh, so uh, because uh, the the Bitcoin miners, for example, they, they, they're rewarded in Stacks, but then there's another level of... Uh, I suppose, transaction validation that is on the Stacks blockchain that is actually rewarded in Bitcoin. So it's more tightly coupled to Bitcoin. And that brings in the opportunity of, let's say, an Aave, uh, an Aave being built on uh, Stacks that could be more interesting to people who are really, I suppose, attracted to Bitcoin. So it's really all... It's more of a marketing decision, really, as to whether you want to build on Stacks or not. And so it's just an extra option for developers and, by extension, for users to decide which one they want to use. Sure. So there's a lot of financial incentives around Bitcoin being the predominant mm -hmm. coin that you can use in this space, which makes a lot of sense because I guess that's the premium of Ethereum is that people like to hold and earn Ethereum. People like to less so much on things like Solana because it doesn't quite have that premium that the... I guess that the top-notch coins tend to hold. So what are the risks involved here, mate? We're using Stacks. We're using Bitcoin Layer 2 Network. What, what do we have to be looking out for here? Well, there's always a, a smart contract risk. I think that's a standard. But really, smart contract risk is everywhere. It's on Ethereum. And the thing is, Stacks sounds like it's new, but it's been around for so long. It's just that it's being evolving. So I would say that there's quite a bit of trust on it. I think one key weakness that, that Stack has is that uh, it, it claims that it uses uh, Bitcoin on its network, but really what it is, it's a form of wrapped Bitcoin in that if you want to use your Bitcoin on Stacks, you have to park it, um, you have to send it to an address on Bitcoin and then Stacks uh, kind of locks it because it has control over that address and it mints you a new currency on Stacks. And then when you want to go back to the Bitcoin network, it burns the minted one and it releases your Bitcoin. Well, there's always a risk there. It's it's a form of a bridge, and that means that if anyone ever had access to that, I think the results would be pretty uh, catastrophic in that needing to reaccount and trying to decide, well, maybe there's a thousand stacks, maybe there's a thousand wrapped Bitcoin on stacks, well, and maybe a certain amount of that got uh, sort of hacked on the Bitcoin blockchain. Now, how do you sort of account for that who gets you know who gets um, compensated for their lost bitcoin so that bridging risk is there on stacks and unfortunately it's always going to be there unless they come up with something really innovative so i would say those would be the two biggest risks one just a general smart contract risk and then number two if that bridge ever gets hacked uh it's it's a pretty much pretty important linchpin to the stacks blockchain it's not just any sort of bridge there's probably a lot of money there, and there's probably a lot of developers looking for ways to get into that, uh, get into that honey pot. Yeah, and that's no different to any of the other wrapped versions out there. The actual wrapped Bitcoin and Ethereum network is the same thing. There is a honey pot of Bitcoin sitting on a Bitcoin address, which is an IOU for all the wrapped Bitcoin out there in Ethereum. When you send Ethereum to Solana, same thing. You know, there was a very famous wormhole hack on Solana where all the Ethereum got drained out. And so the Ethereum that was on the Solana side was completely worthless because it's not backed by anything anymore. So that's always been a huge risk here. I kind of see another risk which is involved with stacks is just simply that 
we are saturated in options here for high transactions for DeFi applications for nfts and that's the thing that stacks is mm. advertising it's saying look you can do DeFi mm. and nfts on the bitcoin network and so its point of difference is we're secured by bitcoin network financially so that's the point of difference other than that it doesn't have one it's doing the same mm. things that everyone else has so when i look at these new things it's just what i always try and see is what can it do that others can't mm. so i think for stacks to really be successful it needs to really lean into utilizing Bitcoin as the financial element to really incentivize people to want to participate in the space. Otherwise, I'll stick with Ethereum. That's mm. what I see. It's the network effect it's got to build and it's got to build the incentivized layer and it needs to have point of difference when it comes to the projects and the protocols that get built on it. Oh yeah, 100%. And something else to think about is that Stacks has been around for a long time and I think one one risk that you that you just called out there is that well, where all of the apps that are on it, um, where are even the layer threes? Ethereum right now is has been boasting layer twos. It's almost like there are too many here. About a new layer two on Ethereum, we go not another one, and now there's layer threes on top of Ethereum. So uh, you, that's that's a really good point, Simon. In that uh, stacks does need to clearly market its point of difference and people need to go, yeah, that makes sense for me to build on top of it and not on Ethereum. Absolutely. Well, I think Stacks has been around for a while, the block stack has been, but I think in its current version, it's only been around since like 2021. This version two where it's actually allowing people to write smart contracts has only been around for basically two years now. But obviously, mm. you know, it's been the company itself or the project itself more so has been around for a lot longer than that. So you'd like to see a bit more development. Uh, let's talk about investments and tokenomics, mate. Let's get your thoughts on that one first. Well, one thing I do like about it is that the token itself has been around for a while and it's had its ups and downs, but it's kind of maintained a floor. Uh, there's a lot of projects that come out nowadays where the, the token comes out, it shoots up and then it doesn't drop in a couple of months and then it keeps just dropping. Whether we are in a bear or a bull, the token just goes downhill. So Stacks seems to have maintained its um, its its value, at least in terms of flow. So that kind of signals that the tokenomics seem to be working. Stack needs to be staked. Uh, there's probably enough belief about it. Uh, it signals to me that the emissions aren't too much, at least to maintain that flow. So I find that kind of encouraging. And the other thing I like about it is that even though it's had its ups and downs, it's fairly close to the floor right now. So that for me already is kind of interesting in that it's at a low point right now. If I wanted to get it, now would be the time for me to get it. And uh, it's apparently was cleared by the SEC. I think that's up for debate. I, don't, I haven't seen that uh, in the SEC website, but I, I, think, I think it's been self-declared. So... If I think if I wanted to get into stacks, I would want to see more growth. I'd want to see more companies coming in, more people building on top of it. I think if I saw that happening, stacks would be signaling a strong buy for me because I'm already because without the massive building yet, stacks seem to have maintained the floor. So if I see uh, people coming in and other projects building on top of the protocol, I'd be quite I think keen to pick up a little bit of stacks. What about you, Simon? Yeah, so tokenomics wise, it does make a lot of sense. It's obviously 
effectively Stacks is used as fees to run transactions on the network. So it's definitely got a use case, similar to Ethereum having a use case. So in that regards, tokenomics is fine. It has a halving schedule. So there is a capped supply of Stacks, which I guess is different to other smart contract solutions out there. The other ones usually still have an inflationary element to it in perpetuity, whereas Stacks doesn't. I don't know how well that will go in the longer run uh, for things, but I guess it's just trying to copy Bitcoin ethos to a degree where there is a hard cap on it. It could work, but it needs network effects to get that to that point. So tokenomics is fine. Price-wise, you know, it's a billion-dollar market cap currently stacks. So how high can it go? And that's the question that I struggle to answer for this one because you've got to compare it to other smart contract chains out there. So, you know, Ethereum is at $200 billion. So can Stacks be as useful and as big as Ethereum network? I'd say probably not. Mm. But maybe there is enough incentive incentivization around it being the Bitcoin network that it does get there. So there's definitely the potential here for it to do really well. Then, of course, there's whatever's being built on Stacks. That's always, you know, of interest to me to see what's being built. So there could be that game changer, that killer application that gets built on Stacks. We don't know, but it comes back to also if it can be built on stacks, can it just be built on Ethereum? And Ethereum, yeah. I feel, has the network effects yeah. of smart contract blockchains. So if something's really good built on stacks, it'll be built on Ethereum mm-hmm. and it's got the network effects there and it could just be better. So that's the risks I see. I, I, I think the reward is potentially there, but the risks for me are too high because I can't mm. see how it can compete yet with the other smart contract blockchains out there. That's actually a really good point in that if it can be built on stacks, can it be built on Ethereum? And I struggle to find or to think of anything that can be built on stacks that can't be built on Ethereum because at the end of it, stacks is a layer two, yeah, it's secured by Bitcoin, but then uh, anything that you build on top of it, let's say it uses right Bitcoin, well, Ethereum has wrapped Bitcoin, so, well, why, <laughs> why is it built on Ethereum? Exactly. So what, what, what does it do better? You know, the, the argument used to always be that there was Ethereum killers out there because they would be faster and cheaper. Faster and cheaper was always the thing that was going to kill Ethereum off. So that problem has kind of been solved for Ethereum with its layer two solutions. They are faster, they are cheaper. So Stacks is competing with that faster, cheaper environment already. So what more can it add to it? Mm. I don't know yet. It doesn't have mm. the developer backing around it. Like I have played around it a bit and they've got about 100 applications currently built on there. So quite a significant amount of people are building on Stacks. But the biggest DeFi one I saw their total value lock was about 23 million. So, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money. But compared to DeFi applications on some of the other bigger chains, it's nothing. Yeah. So... Yeah it needs to have some kind of momentum. And so for me right now, I don't see that momentum. I see it going up in the future, but the risk is much greater. I, I couldn't consider myself investing in this just anytime soon. On top of that, Simon, is that you mentioned building. Well, I was looking at the language and I think it uses something called clarity and I was thinking to myself, oh my God. So if I had an app on Ethereum, I've obviously built it with Solidity. And if I wanted to port it over to uh, STX and just so I can take advantage of the, the Bitcoin effect, I've got to learn a new language that implies that I have to rebuild it. 
I'd probably have to pay $100,000 or so to have somebody audit it. To me, that spells a lot of work for, I mean, maybe not so much reward. And so that's something that Stacks has to overcome. They really need to make it interesting for developers to move over. Maybe they need to fund it. Uh, if somebody's paying me to build there, then I might actually be bothered to, to land Stacks, but probably an uphill battle. And you know, the other thing that's got against it is that, you know, Ethereum has, you know, a, a cult-like following in culture, just like Solana has a cult-like following in culture. Bitcoin also has a cult-like culture, the BTC Maxis, mm -hmm. but all they want is to preserve their digital gold. So they would see mm -hmm. this as not something that they want to participate in. So that culture that's around Bitcoin doesn't really want to encourage moving to this kind of layer two solution. They, you know, they are okay with the Lightning Network because it's just about mm. speeding it up per se, but mm. they won't particularly, I think the BTC Maxis won't particularly like what mm. Stacks is doing. So they don't have that community to help bolster it. Whereas Ethereum definitely has a community. The layer twos mm. continue to you know, diversify and increase that community. So it's got a lot of things up against it to really see it take off so mm. it's an interesting one it's a really cool idea i really like that it's trying to use bitcoin network as a financial security but currently it's just a me too on the bitcoin network so i'd be waiting to see what it can actually do first yeah yeah me too simon i i do like that they came out with an interesting consensus mechanism proof of transfer so i mean it's just right now stacks on top of Bitcoin. There could be other, I suppose, uh, proof of transfer applications built on top of Bitcoin with maybe more interesting uh, characteristics, maybe just faster, less secure. But not only on Bitcoin, it could be an opportunity for somebody else to build something on another proof of work blockchain that could have an interesting use case. So interesting innovation, uh, worth investing, yeah. <laughs> depends on how the market takes to it, I guess. Yeah, all right. Well, let's leave it there, mate. Thanks for your time, Will. So if you have made it this far, guys, please give us a like, give us a comment, give us a subscribe, do whatever the things you've got to do, whatever platform you're listening on to help us get our word out there. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, Simon. Till next time. <laughs>